episode 55 and we ended the last one talking about organization organizational support operational support one or the other Well, the O is organisational, and then I normally add on either organisational culture, organisational support, or organisation acknowledgement, because there's lots and lots of things that you want to achieve, and whether you're married, you live with your parents, you work in an office, you're a team leader, unless you're the Queen, literally, and then she has support in some way, you need support from your organisation, whatever it might be, to achieve your goals. Agreed. So, you know, I have a phenomenal PA that does everything but speak. Joanne, who helps co-write my books and does some of my marketing, does everything but speak. Neil Martin, my phenomenal podcast partner, does everything except my half of the podcast, but you organise the logistics and putting it all up there. Uh, my wife runs the home and I just happen to live here sometimes, <laughs> but I do absolutely street FA in the home, But I, and I don't treat it like a hotel, but I don't do my fair share. But I, So I have lots of organisations that allow Nigel Risner to do what he needs to do. Is it a total partnership? Sometimes not. You do more about the podcast than I do. Uh, yes, we use my home and we use my coffee and all the rest, but technically you do a lot more. Yep. Joanne technically does a lot more of the production side and I just have to do the writing. Alison does all the invoices, does all the contracts. I have bureaus that supply work, but you have to have organisations that understand you. Yep. So for me, like if we're talking culture, right? So part of my CEO framework, culture is one of the three elements. And within culture, there are three key things that I kind of emphasize that need to be in place. Okay. So one of those is what's the vision. So what are you trying to achieve? And is everybody on the same page? Because if not, guess what? Some people are going in different directions, right? Next thing is what are the values? And those two are interchangeable in terms of which one sits at number one priority, because actually the vision and the values need to be in alignment with each other. And if you're building a team around you, if you don't share values, you've got a problem. But then the third one, and this is the one that surprises some people, is victories. As in, how do you celebrate your successes and acknowledge the things that are going well? Because that's the thing that gives you momentum and keeps you moving forward. And if you're not actually recognizing all the stuff that's working, I mean, you've got to recognize things that aren't working. But what tends to happen is people get so bogged down on what's not working, they fail to actually appreciate the stuff that's working well and actually give the appropriate recognition and stuff and the teams break down. Well, we have a great line. You know, when things aren't going well in our office, it doesn't matter who started the fire, let's put it out. Exactly. And then we'll worry about what we can learn from it. But victories only work well if the organisation understands their victories and people are getting credit. Exactly. So, you know, I couldn't do what I do without my PA doing all the back stuff. The podcast wouldn't appear. We could talk all day long, but it wouldn't get out to the public. Yep. And, and so you have to have those people who are aligned to what you think you do to make sure that you're in integrity with your product. Absolutely. And sometimes, whether it's in relationships, sometimes whether it's with your kids, sometimes whether it's with the school or religion, and I'm not going to go down the politics route, but sometimes things don't seem to work in alignment. Yeah. And that's when disarray occurs. So at the moment, I'm blessed 
that most of the people in my support circle, in my organisation, and, and, and listen to the way I said my organisation, it, it's the organisation that I'm a part of. So it's not Nigel Risen's organisation. It's if I go to a church or a synagogue, that's the organisation. Do I feel comfortable to pray in? Yep. I was very religious till I was 18 when I lived in South London. I don't have the same organisation up in North London, so I don't go and pray as much as I should. So that organisation doesn't work for me. My um, relationship with you has worked because we share total truth. Yep. And we're not worried who gets the credit. Yep. So that organisation works. Joanne, who co-writes with me, it's phenomenal that in theory no one sees her name. Yep. And she's okay with it. And if she's listening to it, I hope you are. Um, but that's just what organisation's about. So... I would like all the listeners right now <clears throat> to really question where do they spend their time? Who do they spend their time with? And does it work? Yep. Because if it doesn't work, it's another thing holding you back. And I'm not sure you're going to reach your potential and your goals in 2020 if the places you're in don't support you. Now, you may say, it, they don't support me, so I have to leave. Well, then that's what you might have to do. So, you know, I have left one of my places of prayer because it doesn't service me. Mm. I miss it tremendously. There are going to be a lot of people listening to this who have no content what I'm talking about. But prayer in any language works. And I used to be very spiritual. And I used to pray a lot. And I've lost my way a bit. So I'm not sure it's going to be one of my musts, but I'd like it to be. And listen to the difference there. I'd like it to be, which means I'm not sure how it's going to work. Yep. Certain people's relationships don't always work and you have to make a massive decision. Is it the right organisation for you to be in? People who are in work right now, whether it's in partnerships, is it, you know, I've coached a number of people where I'm telling people either to inspire people or fire people and sometimes they have to fire themselves. I walked out of my own business. Yeah. I had a multi-million pound business and I walked out with one month's money. Yeah. The organisation wasn't working for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I've left a business partnership as well. You know, it's it's one of those, it's a very difficult decision to make. But if it's not serving you personally and the direction you're trying to take your life in, you know, you, you're just killing I time. remember the word was focus. So yeah. if you want to focus and get where you want to get to, and now you're focusing on fewer things, a key element is you're in the right place, the right organisation. And those people in organisations support you with your goals. And if it's not there... It's a bit like driving your car in third gear or with your handbrake on. You'll probably get that. And I always joke, when you leave here and you go back to Cheltenham, drive in third gear and see how long it takes. Yeah, a bit longer than normal. Yeah, yeah but your car's going to be going, please move me. Oh, absolutely. Please get it's going to be horrible. Gear. It's going to be horrible. But but you could get there, which is why yeah. some people's length of time to reach their vision takes much longer because the organisation wasn't right for them. Yep. So it's a tough one for people listening. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think one of the other things with it, it's the, how, can I, how do I explain this? Is the environment I'm in an environment that can be made into the environment I need it to be? Or do I need to find a new environment? And it's and that's that can be an almost impossible question to answer because you'll never know for certain. Well, and whilst you're in that environment, you know, there's two problems. There is one side that says there are no greener pastures. Yep. So we always think it's going to be better over there. Yep. And when you get to that organisation, most people... I was with the speaking bureau yesterday. I'm not going to mention any names. And a lot of people who leave that bureau about three months later re-up and say, can I come back? 
because the energy and the atmosphere in this organisation is absolutely unbelievable. Yep. You know, I was working in there yesterday and I felt buzzed and I was an outsider coming in. Yep. And if you worked there, it's massive energy and that's a really good fit and a good organisation to be working within. Yes. If you're not feeling that and you don't want to... I mean, I don't know how you feel as you drive up to my house, but if there's dread and you don't want to be part of it, that's an issue. Then This is the wrong organisation. And I'm sure in your past, and we're not going to mention any names, there may have been some organisations you weren't happy to drive to. Absolutely. And then you have to make the decision because no one is making you do it. You know, I, I used to belong to a training organisation and one of the questions was, does anyone make you do anything? And can, I, and, can anyone make, and can anyone make you feel good or bad? So Eleanor Roosevelt, you used the quote before, yeah. she said, no one can make you feel inferior without your prior consent. Yeah. But no one can make you do anything. No, it's the, so, I mean, there's always a choice, but it doesn't always feel like there's a choice. But there actually is always a choice, you know? And it's what it really comes down to for me is... Um, I suppose it's what's the priority and what am I prepared to compromise? And if you reach a point with a, you know, with a support system around you where you go, I'm done compromising, then you have to do something significant. No, you don't have to. It becomes a must. I ref- yeah. And, and that's my whole point, that we often put up with stuff because we don't think there's an alternative. And when it becomes a must, then miracles start happening. Yep. So for everyone who's listening here, is your organisation in every place that you spend your time with allowing you to grow or is it draining you? Because if it's draining you, it will have an effect. And if you want to see how that has an effect, go shopping next week with the last week's shopping. <laughs> what, already in the bags? Yeah, at the bottom of the bag. Instead of throwing it out, take What about the stuff week. you've already eaten? Well, you don't, you don't want to throw <laughs> up on that. But just visualise, you know, I'm sure people have got some mouldy bread. Put it at the bottom of your bag. Go shopping and put fresh bread on top and see how it affects it. Because bad organisations and bad environments and bad organisations have an effect on your health, wealth and mentality. Yep. Totally agreed. Totally there you agreed. go. What's the time? So, oh, that's a good point. We're on... Oh, we got about two minutes. So, should we introduce the next letter? We can do, but I really want to just hone on this one more time because I don't think people give this enough focus that where you sit can stink sometimes and you know if you sit in shit long enough it smells but you don't want to get it to above your nose before you move well but also if you sit there long enough you smell too yeah but what happens is right. you get no, but, but what I'm saying is osmosis you pick that up and it becomes part of you until you get away and you get clean if that makes sense but we'd rather be right than happy most of the time so we're going to sit and moan and complain and then not do something about it so if you're not happy it, where you're sitting right now, decide, are you willing to come out of your comfort zone and take a risk? Because if you're not, stop moaning about it. Don't be part of the BMW club, which is the bitchy, moaning, and whining people, if you don't want to do something about it. Stop complaining, because the only reason we complain, and there's a lovely line that Jack Canfield came out with, he said, the only reason we complain is we have a picture of something else that we want to do, but we're not willing to do it. Yep. So the definition of complaining is having an idea or a picture of something else that you want to achieve, but you're not willing to do it. Because if you're willing to do it, you wouldn't have to complain yeah, about just it. just get on with it, yeah. So we're probably at the end of this one. We're going to be talking about the C of focus, which is all about communication. And ironically, that's a cool topic for me because my new book has just come out.
Uh huh. And let me guess, this is a book all about communication, right? Strangely enough, it is. But let's wait for the next episode, and I'll tell you not only how to get it, what bonuses there are, and why you should, must read the Zookeeper Rules for the Office. Okay, that's cool. And also, while we're doing that, I it's interesting because there's a lot of parallels between what you do and what I do, and um, I deliberately choose to use the word conversation instead of communication to talk about the exact same thing. And so maybe we'll explain why in the next episode as well. See you next week. Cool.